All right, well, turkey. First question. Love to eat turkey. No, Remember? my mom. My mom makes a perfect turkey. No, she doesn't. Yes, yeah, she does. I'm gonna. I haven't had it, but if I guarantee you were eating my not. Thanksgiving for an hour before being ejected for uh, <laughs> screaming at somebody about your favorite uh, movie from 1974 about a bisexual uh, um, substitute teacher. Just screaming at my uncle about that. You got to sample the turkey. I don't really like. And we don't. We don't. We don't. don't. It's acceptable to be like turkey, mostly mediocre. But what makes Thanksgiving is the sides. Yes, the sides. All about the sides. So stuffing is protein, and then you'll have an amazing meal. Stuffing is great. No, no, I like the. I like turkey. I like it. I like it. And also, I object to five percent. I'm sorry. If you're a reasonably competent person, yes, you. Which only five percent of people are. If you adhere to the nation of Islam, homemakers. only most five. virtual, yeah. most the five percent gods of the earth do have the ability, the Nubian ability. Most to cook homemakers turkey. can make a turkey, and it's good. Uh, Wrong. This is like cilantro to you. I think you just have some gene that makes you hate this. No, yeah. everybody, Food. because no, the way people talk about turkey. First of all, every article. Hello. There's a million articles about the secret to Hello, making we got, good. We got, we got, we got Will. We got Will on the line. Hey, how y'all doing? Hey. We're doing good. We need you to weigh in right now, immediately, just right off the bat. Turkey, are you yay or nay, pro like or con? The, the country or the food? Uh, the like turkey Thanksgiving dinner, like the the, oh, the big yeah. bird no, no, we no, all I, have. I, I, I like a beef, like a, like a sirloin. Or what? Something. Okay. What? This man, this man is, is this man has got fucking what? taste. This man understands that he should not limit himself to inferior food because of stupid, outdated traditions. We all like sirloin. We can eat sirloin whenever we want. Yeah, you can only eat turkey. You know, once a year we all eat a giant piece of shit. That's There's not what turkey is. That's ridiculous. It's argumentum ad absurdum. <laughs> So, uh, it's your chapo for this week. Uh, we're joined now by journalist Will Sommer, author of the uh, Wright Richter newsletter. And look, we're talking about, we're counting down the days. It's, it's Saturday. The hours, the minutes, <laughs> the seconds. I mean, I'm talking about this, this tick, Saturday. Tick, 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 I mean, tick, if tick, you're listening to us. Your time is up, middle America. <laughs> tick, 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 tick. If you're listening to us and you're a fan of the show, you already know. You already know what's going down. You have your assignments. You have your kill list. You, like, you are ready for when the hour is at hand. You however, stockpiled piss balloons and fire flame flowers. However, I feel like there may be some people out there who don't know what's going down on November 4th. So we've got Will Summer on to school us and the rest of the country about what is in store for them this Saturday. So, Will. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Let me ask you, uh, what exactly is going to go down this Saturday, November 4th? Or more precisely, what does a sizable chunk of the TCOT MAGA chud internet think is going to happen this Saturday? Yeah, so like a lot of like right wing types, like most prominently Alex Jones, but really just like endless amounts of people on the internet, uh, like on YouTube and like, you know, the three percenter Facebook and whatever are like convinced that basically Antifa is going to do like a combination like purge and coup uh, on Saturday. A poo. Classic. (laughs) I didn't know about this until last week when the Street Fight Boys, Brett and Brian were in town 
And my favorite thing whenever I'm actually in a room with Brian is just to gain access to his Facebook feed, which is just an absolute <laughs> oh, fucking sewer. It's just an absolute <laughs> treasure trove of every. He is in hundreds of right wing Facebook groups and he has access to the most primo memes. And all of them were about November 4th. And they were all some variation of like. Come, come, we're ready for you. Like, if you think you think you know what war is, like you're about to lose one. You know, like just just hyping themselves up for this uh, imaginary conflict with Antifa. I love it. They're posting. They're doing my favorite right wing thing, which is they post Jack Nicholson from uh, A Few Good Men, who is just like he was basically an evil camp counselor in that movie. <laughs> like he wasn't like a battle hardened marine. He was just like a dick to people who slept in bunk beds. <laughs> and I'm excited for the next generation of people they having like their cool war memes they're gonna have captain vidal from pan's labyrinth the judge from of toontown <laughs> <laughs> but like will how, like how did this get started because like i didn't even know about this like i said until last week and it's already one of the funniest things i've seen all year yeah so i i mean these guys got like basically it all started with there is sort of like a little bit of truth to it in that there is like the the revolutionary communist party this is the the bob Avakian, like kind of i a, think what you guys a might powerhouse call these, in the american <laughs> uh, these fellows they they say they're going to do like an occupy thing on saturday to like you know run trump out of office but it's like a like a protest you know and so i mean these guys they, they tried to big like protest on a freeway and they could get like 10 people to do it so like it's not exactly like going to bring the country to its knees but this dude who like is like a bail bondsman yes a, yes yes yeah explain this guy he's sort of the patient zero for the for this <laughs> meme yeah exactly so this guy named jordan pelts makes a video and like it's it's, it's like the classic you know like any youtube thing now like that's like a rant has to be like you're in a driver's seat of a car like, inexplicably <laughs> dan quinn baby and, yeah dan quinn started that and so they they film it th- this guy films it and he looks like a cop i mean he's got like an ar-15 over the head of his seat he's got like the glass in between he's got like this kind of like badge that's frankly like a little like stolen valerie and so he's got yeah, like he got this badge on us, and he's like, man, box. Antifa's coming in November. They're going to like, they're just, they're getting ammunition. They're getting all this stuff. That leads me into Antifa's next step. On their website, they are calling for an open civil war that they will start here in the United States in November. They are fundraising for weapons, training, ammunition, supplies. This is verbatim what they're going to do. So if you're white, you're... A Trump supporter, you're a Nazi then to them, and it will be open game on you. And so people see this and they go, "Holy crap! This is like a cop telling us this." Of course, this guy's like a like a bounty hunter, right? And and what I love about the video is, like you said, he has this veneer of law enforcement authority in that he's kitted out with all the gear. He's got you know the Oakley wraparound shades, <laughs> a vest. He has a uh, a badge that looks like he's a U.S. marshal, but this is all just this is all just cosplay. Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, like, uh, you know, like the word like LARPer gets thrown a lot, around a lot, like on the right. And like this dude is definitely doing it. I mean, there's a point where he says, like, you know, Antifa is going to come at first. Antifa is going to like execute all the cops. They will start off by attacking police officers, first responders, anybody that's in uniform. And after they have disrupted that enough in the nation and us first responders are literally going everywhere trying to resolve things they will then go after the citizens and the people and the government and and 
all of that. And it's just going to be crazy because, like, first responders like me are really going to be, like, in really? trouble. And it's, Who's like, gonna you're really them? a first responder. <laughs> like, you, like, catch dudes who, like, skip out on their, like, child support. Mm. <laughs> I remember wrong, but it wasn't a badge. It was a shirt that had yes. a badge printed on it. Oh, yeah. It was, it was like, one of those uh, famous Stars and Strap shirts. He's, he's wearing his 15-year-old son's shirt while he has custody. He's got one of those shirts that's got a tuxedo on it, only it's Kevlar. But, like, in, 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 in how long ago is this? Like, when, when did... When so, did, yeah, so this is, like, the, 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 the revolutionary communists started talking about this at the beginning of August. This fellow comes in at, like, the very end of August. And so this thing's kind of been building, like, a lot of, like right-wing people have been being like oh like the communist slogan is november 4th it begins and so this is like a very (laughs) ominous thing and so this is has been going on for a couple months but just in sort of the last as the supposed you know bloodbath approaches so he does the video and then like this thing has just taken on a life of its own in the right-wing media particularly on youtube right because when we found out about this and when we were preparing for this show uh, we were we were just searching around for November fourth on YouTube, and it's like this whole new genre of YouTube videos are these guys either sitting in their cars or addressing a camera and just talking about how they're preparing for November fourth. A lot of them are showing off like their guns. They're like you know they'll 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 be shooting in their backyards with like their their new you know. A rifle and they go hey antifa you don't want any of this pop 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 you know and and there's just there's just tons of these videos of these guys sort of psyching themselves up and and threatening antifa and just getting ready for this thing on saturday so I'm yeah like, i mean it, it, there's like there's like multiple genres there's like so many of these videos that like i mean there, there's like guy driving in a car and like it, it like there's a guy named glock fanboy <laughs> <laughs> he's like one of the, like the leading ones and so but like he's like driving like i don't know why these people are like drive they, they love driving and talking because and so but like glock fanboy will be like and tifa like you better come and get it man and then he like hits the brakes too hard and his phone like goes flying because <laughs> <laughs> what like i said man when it when it gets hit when it, when things get real and the shit starts flying dude there will be no safe space not for you Sorry, guys. Fucking piece of shit. Fucking thank you. Fell off of my windshield. <laughs> so there's that. There's like guys in like really like dimly lit rooms like giving prepper advice. And then there's like there's kind of like the John Birch Society has gotten in on this. And then, as you say, Ooh, there are classic. guys who are either some are like really creepy. Like some dudes are like kind of like quiet, like silently just going through like an entire house with just like 20 rifles. No, they're going through a house showing off all the booby, all the Home Alone style booby traps that they've prepared when Antifa comes. Hey, Antifa, yeah. when you when you're trying to escape into a tunnel on November 4th. Watch out, because I painted a false one, and it's up to you to figure out which one you're going to go into. I hope you like getting hit in the face with paint cans. Hey, Antifa, if you're going to be moving around a heavy safe at the behest of a rich dowager, try not looking at her cleavage and dropping it on your friend's foot and then him poking your eyes out. If a piano falls on your head, make sure you play it with the fucking keys or I'll blow your brains out. Uh... There's one guy in particular that I, I, I saw you post about, and, and we discovered him, and I, I thought he was uh, the best of the bunch. He's a guy that I'm calling now the down-by-the-river pundit. <laughs> could, could, you, could you explain this guy? Yeah, this is a guy named Sage Wanderer. 
Oh. And, hell yeah. <laughs> he's kind of like a dude. He like looks like he's maybe in his 60s, but he, he doesn't look like he's in like the best shape in terms of like his life. He his like co- his code phrase, like his kind of like signature sign on phrases coming to you literally from my van down by the river. <laughs> All right, everybody. This is Sage Wanderer coming at you from my van down by the rainy river. This is the first episode of a series that I would like to do on communist revolutions. Own I mean, it. it makes sense because, I mean, who hasn't watched those sketches of Chris Farley playing a morbidly obese, pratfalling oaf and think that's the fucking alpha male that I want to emulate? <laughs> well, when I make a political statement, I have to insist to the audience to be taken seriously that I'm some sort of unstable transient at the start. <laughs> he's... Uh, he's there, good, a, but I actually a prefer guy another who says, guy. I'm caveman, and I am coming from you. I, I, excuse me. I'm a caveman, and I do live in a cave. <laughs> so I, I don't know what's going on. But yeah, Sage Wanderer has like he's convinced Antifa is after him because he's like spilling out all the November Fourth secrets. He's like he wore a fake beard in one episode, and he had like an axe. I, I, I don't know. I'm worried about him. What if this guy just like he thinks that uh, the Van Dyne by the River guy was like a cool anti-hero like Walter White? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was checking. Uh, I was checking his page, and, and I think one of his most recent videos is like, "I've gone dark. I'm no longer in the van by the river. I'm in an undisclosed location because you know Antifa. They're trailing me. They're on my case." And here's the thing, Will. Like when you when you read these guys or like you watch these guys' videos, like a couple questions come to mind. The first of them is, how many people do they imagine? Antifa really encompasses in America like how like like how many Antifa people do they think there are in America that are going to cause this cataclysm I mean they're obviously I mean they literally think that like these guys are going to bring down the government so you have to think of like tens of thousands hundreds of thousands I mean the, the, you know the, the big thing is th- there's like a real like home invasion element to it that they've added sort of in the more recent months and so the idea that they're going to go like house to house finding white Christians I mean this would be a lot of people. I mean, maybe it's like a it's like a Santa Claus type thing. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, parents tell their kids that Santa is coming in or the tooth fairy or that, uh, you know, we have to paint uh, red on the door or so the spirit can pass over. But really, it's just them doing it. And what's going to happen is their Antifa children are going to kill their boomer parents. <laughs> well, the thing <laughs> is, is you might you might think... I mean, the, the thing about the home invasions is, and you guys kind of touched on this, is that like there's a big thing, like I think for a while on the right, but but really recently, it's kind of like this idea of like threatening people, but saying you're only going to do it in self-defense. Yes. Oh, no, no. Yeah, well, that's not recent. I've seen that for a long yeah, time. I mean, it's a general right-wing thing. Like if you really want to see horror on the internet go to any fucking local news page or facebook and just any crime like from obviously like the cadillac of these types of guys is when they find like a pedophile has been arrested but it will go all the way to like loitering because in the comments you'll just see guys whose entire face is a mustache and a hat for a navy destroyer going give him to me i'll fucking cut his head off i'll fucking shit down his neck and People's favorite thing to do because they're so removed from any existential struggle is to fantasize about like killing pedophiles or killing a home invader. What I'm familiar with are these lurid and they're always they're always racial fantasies of uh, you know often on articles about Chicago or something like yeah. that saying you know I just I just hope some rap thug tries to break into my house because the first thing I'm going to do is shoot him with my one gun I'll- then I'm going to get a second gun that I also like and treasure and I'm going to shoot him with that second. 
fucking gun. Well, I love I love the arrogance to it because like cops who like go to a special school to learn how to kill people, like just constantly get owned and can't win gunfights. And soldiers just end up murking each other all the time. But like just these guys who go to the range, like they're gonna first of all that the gangster disciples are gonna invade their house in like fucking Tennessee. But second of all, that they're going to like win a gun battle with them while well, they're waking it, it, up from their ambient haze. I mean, it's literally just a lynching fantasy. Yeah. Some fantasy where, where it's they would be It's Grubhub lynching. They're coming to them. <laughs> yeah, because that's it's the whole perfect. thing is these things are all based around not leaving their house or their car. That's true. Yeah, running I, over I get to run people over or shoot them when they come to me. I don't want to have, ah, ooh, going out into a field of battle and getting sweaty and uh, getting grass, grass on my khakis. No, thank you. So what's interesting to me is this fantasy uh, is now not just young black men that they're murdering, but Antifa, which uh, I kind of think is is a step up. That's progressive now. Yeah, they're killing white people. And the thing is, we might laugh at them and think, oh, how many Antifa are there that could possibly fucking do a nationwide takeover? You forget that they tend they do uh, multiply when you get them wet. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing. Well, it, it's funny you guys mentioned this idea of like, oh, I wish like a, a thug would break into my house because more recently they've sort of added a Black Lives Matter element to it. Yes. So originally yeah. this was like, oh, these like effete Antifa are going to come and steal my guns. But now they're saying that at least some of the folks I've seen are like that uh, like Black Lives Matter will use this as a repu- reparations opportunity and sort of like <laughs> ransack people's homes. Well, <laughs> they have to do that, though, because the thing I'm seeing and I've got some great content based on this that we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, The recurring theme from all the Teacots who've been screaming at me the last two days is that they think that Antifa are a bunch of soy-based pansies who are going to be very easy to defeat. And that makes you wonder, well, then why are you so terrified of them that you made up this fantasy of them coming to kill you? And I think part of it is, yeah, they've decided, well, also there'll be black people who are actually scary, who I'm genuinely scared of. And but no, that's the other thing is that they they're like fucking terrified of D-Ray. Oh God, yeah. Like, that's my favorite thing. <laughs> like D-Ray, even if you like, I don't agree with D-Ray. Like some of D-Ray's uh, politics. I mean, I agree with all the neoliberal stuff, but none of the anti-racist <laughs> stuff. Uh, he's like, he's just like, he's just a very like likable normie. Like all his tweets are like. Wow, did you know that some people put jam on muffins? <laughs> well, did you guys know that Best Buy almost put a Starbucks in? And the, these people think he's like Fred Hampton meets Xerxes from 300. <laughs> I mean, uh, like the, the, yeah, like the, as Matt was alluding to, like the overarching theme is uh, there's this, you know, the, the you know, be be ready because something really scary is going to happen. Like you know, prepare your house, your home. Like anything could happen. This is crazy, but there's also the thrill of being like, you you fucking pussies think you know what war is? I'll show you what war is. You're gonna meet this, you know, meet, meet this forty cal gun I have or whatever. But like, in in sort of taking all of this in and and in sort of imbibing these videos and these memes, like the other big question. I have is sort of what's what's like what what need does this fulfill in these people's lives to engage so heavily in this obvious fantasy and I think the answer is is because it's fun right like I I think believing in this in this kind of thing as an adult it, it 
it sort of gooses you and it gives you that thrill that you had when you were a kid messing around with your friends and trying to scare each other and be doing mischief and, 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 play, and doing, play, being, playing pretend. That's what they're doing. Role, and that's role fun. Playing. Role playing yeah. is fun. Yeah, I mean, c- certainly these guys, like, it's an opportunity for them to show off their guns and, you know, like, ostensibly have, like, a reason to have them. Uh, you know, and, and then they, they can also kind of put down these, you know, these effete Antifa people that they'd say they just demolish. So it's a humble brag thing. Like, yeah, I'm going to murder 15 Antifa with uh, <laughs> this whole thing. Well, I mean, that that's a staple of fascist ideology is that the other who you have to destroy is simultaneously weak and overpowering. They have to be both at the same time. It's the way that the Nazis thought about the Jews is that they were this deformed half humans, but also an incredibly potent world spanning Colossus that needed, that was going to kill them if they didn't kill them first. Yeah. In the, in the 1900s, like Jews were a lot of the, uh, like main boxing champions. And so the dope on Jews for a while was that they had, enormous terrifying cut desert dicks and couldn't stop fucking and use their savage strength to defeat uh goys in boxing and that they were also like scheming octopus rats well what's vexing to me though and i I still can't really wrap my head around it is that you know that contradiction which matt correctly identifies as being at the root of all this it's it there's no separation between those two poles anymore you see it in like the same, just in the same sentence, in the same meme, that's like there's going to be a violent Antifa uprising, and also there are these soy eating cowards. Yeah, I, I mean, this is like the, one really popular meme is there's kind of like this Antifa dude wearing like a pink shirt and he's got like a, a rifle of some kind, and it's like you know November fourth, I'm coming for you, like Republicans, and then there's a Don uh, a Don Draper sort of chuckling into his martini, saying like I'm more worried about my milk expiring. Don- <laughs> Motherfucking Draper, epic fucking teacot kingpin, tortured <laughs> fraud, and miserable piece of shit yeah. who they fucking love. The, Never talking to my kids again like a boss. The <laughs> other contradiction that I, I honestly, I just still can't wrap my head around it is that a lot of these people are also uh, anti-government paranoics. And under Obama, they would talk about FEMA camps and, you know, the roundup of Christians, all this stuff. And today, you know, their guy is in charge. They have everything. But I saw a tweet that was like, uh, it was like, you know, watch out. There's going to be Antifa uprising. Uh, The government is going to create blackouts. And it's like... Who's the villain here? They just made, well, they're, they're not. It's Chuck they're not, Schumer, they're, folks. They're, Schumer is pulling all the well, strings. It is Trump, but they're not personally mad at Trump because it was like he just made a deal. Antifa just gave him a good deal <laughs> and he had to take it. Like, you can't get mad at him for it. I mean, so, well, uh, obviously, like, this is this is a big hit on YouTube and right wing Facebook groups because it's it, it, it activates all the pleasure centers in the brains of the people who are on YouTube and on right-wing, like, Angry Dad Facebook groups. But has this gone any further into more, I don't know, uh, established right-wing media outlets? You mentioned InfoWars and Alex Jones. I mean, I don't know if they're establishment, but they certainly have uh, uh, a big reach and pedigree of nowadays. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, like, uh, InfoWars is kind of your big one. They've been pushing it for a while. It's kind of interesting. Some of the first InfoWars things, like, InfoWars callers would call in and be like, what do you guys think's happening on November 4th? 
and the InfoWars people would be like, what are you talking about? And then they clearly like kind of latched onto it. Uh, so, I mean, of, of course, kind of, I, I think the, the most famous recent example was uh, the esteemed Lucian Wintrich at Gateway Pundit uh, found out that millions of Antifa super soldiers are coming. Right. And that's all based. We, should, we, need, to, we need to get this chronology because it's so amazing. So Crank T. Nelson, a Twitter uh, cut up, tweeted on November 4th, Antifa super soldiers uh, will behead uh, small business owners and white, <laughs> white families. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, he was mass reported by right wingers to Twitter and temporarily suspended. And then after that happened, other people, as a goof, basically just copied the tweet and put it out there. One of them, uh, this guy, what's his name? Tom Hole. Tom Hole? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, Matt, it's Detective Harry Hole of the Snowman. No, he's... What is, who is he? It's like Tom Bloke or something. one of those great porn names you're bragging about. So knowing. Tom Bloke, who has... He's, he's a guy who apparently is followed by a few prominent liberals, and he was one of the people who did it. And Lucis Windrich writes a thing for Gateway Pundit saying, ah... This this leader of Antifa is calling for the beheading of small business owners and white families, and the thing about that was is that I don't think and I don't think Lucid Winters thinks that's true. For no, example, no. in the tweet, he he embeds the tweet, and then he embeds the top reply to the tweet, which is somebody else saying that we're they're gonna uh, they're gonna blow people up with dynamite <laughs> that's gonna then get soot all over their faces like i mean it's a joke it's fucking it's an acme Guy, you know, guys uh, it's a fucking tex avery cartoon guys watch out don't let uh antifa get a 25 kill streak because they can call on a tactical nuke when they get that yeah i mean i don't lucis winters is not a smart person obviously but no. he is a functioning adult in I, the media I think, so well, i think I, he probably is just I oh mean, okay he, this is a thing but he knows that his credulous rube idiot readers will eat it up and that's what this weird dynamic of you've got these cynical carnival barker media people who don't really know or care if a thing is true and then this army of thirsty paranoid psychos who take anything barely even read it and just take the gist of it because it builds more it justifies more of their gun stroking psychosis yeah, I mean, this is something I saw a lot as far as like sort of these things all referring back in like a big cycle, looking at these YouTube videos. And like, I just want to stress the aesthetics, as you guys know, are just like god awful. But like <laughs> they, they like they'll be like, here's the proof that Antifa is going to do this on November 4th. And they'll take their webcam and aim it at the screen <laughs> onto like another hoax site. And it's like, all right. And so, I mean, yeah, Lucian, I, I think, has really ramped this up. But my impression is that Lucian uh, is not particularly convinced. Uh, Bill Mitchell also got on this train as well. He, I think, tr- believes it's true well, because uh, he has a goldfish brain. In, in, well, in, in Lucian uh, uh, sort of signal boosting this idea, Lucian working for the Gateway Pundit, I think, embodies like the perfect dichotomy between the two groups of people that are pushing this oh, narrative. Yeah. Like yeah. because Gateway Pundit himself, I mean we've referred to him in the past as the dying pundit, yes. is just an absolutely gormless moron. Yes. And he like he is like the people who read his site for news. Gateway Pundit has uh my favorite look of uh sort of suburban middle class authoritarian rage barcode bangs <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah and goggle eyed and just yeah gateway pundit's a great character but i would say essentially like he is like the people who read his site as a news source 
Lucian is like what a Sarah Lawrence grad and like performance artist yeah. who is just a purely cynical media person. He's not yes. taking off though. Like Lucian, the baby bird cannot get out of the nest. The wings are not spreading. Like yeah, because yeah. after Milo went down, he sort of was in the sky because he's this young cosmopolitan gay. Well, he, guy. he started like the twinks for Trump thing, yeah, and he was he's like, just nowhere. He has White House press credentials, but he's writing. He he's gets writing the, on someone else's fucking uh, website. He's, he he's he not, gets well, like no metrics on his tweets, even when he tries to be super inflammatory. Like no one gives a shit. Well, uh, Luther Winthrop, like most of these guys, basically says whenever he's called out for just like, you know, lying and making shit up is like, oh, I, uh, this is actually an elaborate troll. This is a, a brilliant satire that I've devised. I'm not a real journalist, but I should also be taken seriously. And I always view him as like he's just running this grift where he's, you know, a young person who knows like, you know, memes and like sees funny things online. And it's like, OK, I can just kind of take that like comic or artistic like trolling element and just just make it right wing and like this will be the niche that i carve out for myself excuse me you guys are saying that lucian windrick is not making an effect excuse me but we're talking about him right oh now. yeah that's right okay right. Oh, oh dude edit this out he's winning <laughs> uh what i want to talk about now is uh we we, we talked about how like uh, uh krang's uh, very funny tweet i mean i'm just the phrase antifa super soldiers yeah. is hilarious to me and i love that that has has spread far and wide uh so people like, uh, as Matt alluded to, I, I'm all the people who quoted that and was like, I know who Antifa super soldiers are. All women. <laughs> uh, and then people started copying the tweet and it took on a life of his own. I want to talk about now our own uh, Matt Christman did his own version yeah, of did. an Antifa super soldier and it tweet. Was, I, it was, I, and I was barely trying. He, yeah, I, exactly. I didn't even, I didn't even, it's not a good tweet. It's not a funny riff on it. I just, everyone else was doing a riff on it and I couldn't, I honestly couldn't even think of anything. So I just said on November 4th millions of NFL super soldiers will stop being polite and start getting real to find out what happens <laughs> what when people stop being polite could you get the phone and start getting real the real world we, we all know the, the real world uh, reference it's just that's it and I didn't tag anybody it wasn't to any right wing account it was just my tweet on my fucking feed and holy shit I was instantly inundated with American flag avies and guys holding fish telling me that they're going to murder me. <laughs> I got I got a guy called Army One Man five nine, uh, 1957 saying LMAO we are waiting for you fish in a barrel. Uh, and then he and then when I sent him uh, what I decided to do to all of these replies is just send them the Dr. Evil meme of him going raw. Shout out Nick. Nick and Mullen they got classic. really mad at me for that. And like I would say that and then he sh said he sent me one of Stone Cold Steve Austin giving the finger and saying protest this. But so, yeah, I got that guy. I got uh, another guy saying I welcome this challenge, as do millions of others. Self-defense will be good excuse to show you snowflakes what real Marines are like. <laughs> It's like we're the snowflakes, but you literally invented a made-up anti-fa pogrom to scare yourself with, like kids at a fucking sleepover getting all freaking each other out with ghost stories. Well, who's the guy uh, who wanted you to come meet him in like in, oh, this in, is in, in Shit Lake, Minnesota? Uh, yeah, this guy John Carmelo, whose at is Spaceballs with one L. <laughs> I guess there's somebody else said it with two L's. Uh, said yes, come to Harvey's Lake, Pennsylvania. We'll give you a very warm greeting. 
And what if that was a what if that was a sincere invitation? Well, it though? sounded like kind of like it was because people were making fun of him and saying like, "LOL, I'm going to come to your place and poop in your lake and whatever." And he would say, uh, uh, "He said stuff like, we welcome that we welcome you with open arms. Please stop by. We would love to meet you.'" And it's like, "Oh, that does actually." We're very lonely, nice. bitch. <laughs> Me and my wife don't talk to each other anymore. Ever my- since our kids left. I, my life is kind of empty. Yeah. I really appreciate some fucking company. We have yeah, some- guess what, you fucking cocksucker? My daughter, yeah, she's taking gender classes and now she won't talk to me. <laughs> I need friends. I have trouble doing it. I've been ejected from most of the bars in town. Yeah. I, wouldn't that be like the, the funny coda to all of this is on November 4th, like black block people get masked up, go to door to door and just... Just give out hugs. <laughs> just, yeah. guy, what I liked about the uh, the replies to Matt's tweet, you know, some guy was like, "Well, you know, the army is going to stop you from taking over the country." And then one, with someone who obviously got that it was a joke said, "Well, you know, a third of the army is Antifa." And, <laughs> and and rather than be like, "That's ridiculous," this person said, "Well, whatever. It only takes a couple Marines to get it done." Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, like that, he's, that he's, information. Third, a third of the military is Antifa. Just instantly processed. <laughs> yeah. Not even thought about for a second. He's like, yeah, well, no shit. I mean, just according to science, yeah. Uh, he 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 played it cool on the timeline, but he definitely called 911 and said, is John Cena and the Marine there? <laughs> <laughs> That's who he meant. I got, I, got, uh, I got narked on by a few people. That one, was one of one my favorites. One woman, Patty Dennis, she... She quote tweeted me and it said, these people are insane. And she added Secret Service, FBI, Rush Limbaugh, (laughs) Bill Mitchell, Lou Dobbs, Fox and Friends, Tucker Carlson, and James Woods. What is this coalition going to do? Are they going to get a knock on my door and open it and they're all standing there? They're going to beat me up? I'm actor James Woods and this is my good friend Morgan Freedom. (laughs) We're here to teach you some manners. And the funniest thing is that Somebody uh, somebody replied to that by saying, hey, I bet this lady also freaked out about Randy G-Dubs uh, tearing up Trump ballots oh, yeah, at Columbia, yeah. Columbus, Ohio tweet. And Randy looked through his replies and was like, yeah, there she is. She was called the other guy. <laughs> so these people are very connected to reality is the big thing to remember. Uh, and I, my one of my favorites was a guy just because of it wasn't even what he said. Uh, it was more his his his. his really choice bio so one of them replies was what a fucking moron although he put a star in the u in fucking he wouldn't write okay. fucking because he's a real yeah, well, what if you were at work and you read that? uh you guys get your was handed to you daily i'm assuming it means ass but he said was and the guy's handle is chigur and his, <laughs> his avatar is anton chigur from no country for old men and it's united states air force veteran irish german gamer lover of food <laughs> Life is good always. Hashtag White Sox. Hashtag Eagles. Hashtag Avalanche. Hashtag 76ers. Hashtag the U. The most insane collection of teams that That's I like could the possibly tro- the imagine. That's like the Trill joke. Yeah, 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 yeah but yeah, the yeah. Trill joke is that they're all the winning teams. Yeah. This is just a totally rant. Two teams are from Philadelphia, and then you got one from Colorado and Chicago and fucking Florida. It's just totally by random. The, by the Ga- way, Gamer, Normal, Welsh, regular type of English. Uh, I support uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Xfinity, Spectrum, Time Warner, and the Yankees. Oh, I had one guy. I don't know if I'll be able to quote it directly, but one guy said, I'm 62 years old and I have two brain tumors and I'll still kill your ass. <laughs> They're all dying. They're all actively dying. And this is this is like, you know, this is like um, 
What's the What's the movie where they can't tell the mom the the wall has fallen? Oh, Goodbye Lennon. Goodbye Lennon. Except they're do it's the they can't tell their dying parents that Antifa isn't coming to kill them. <laughs> I got another one from I got a lot of responses. Uh, you, you, you know, from the guy. Uh, Virgil mentioned uh, I, I I think the EMP attack. Oh yeah. Oh, they love yeah. that. They oh, love yeah. EMP attacks. I got so it's lot. like I, yeah, it's kind of like a perfect storm. It's like let's like okay, it's not enough that Antifa is gonna come and like just like drag out all the Christians. But, like, what if we could, like, get something else in here? Like, maybe there's chemtrails. But in this case, they got EMP in because literally there's going to be a test of the U.S. ham radio network. (gasps) Oh, my (laughs) God. It's all adding up. (laughs) So they're like, hmm, suspicious. Sounds like an EMP. And this actually has kind of crossed over into just general, like, left-wing conspiracy Twitter because there's a lot of people who are like, oh, man, you got to be kidding me. Like, the government's going to cut the power grid? Oh, they are, though. That's going to happen. The government behind the back of Trump, who's doing the best to make America great again, is going to do that. I got a lot of replies from a guy named Flag Waver (laughs) with with the uh, bio, lover of life, believer, type A beach bum, constitutionalist, world traveler, soccer nut. That's kind of a free sport, buddy. Former Marine, sojourner, kind of a fruity word, buddy, (laughs) dog lover. And he said, you sissies, capital letters, are going to be home sipping on a glass of warm milk, beta male and female sissies, in caps. And, you know, he's trying to say he's not scared of me, but he's literally yelling at me in all caps about how I'm a beta male sissy. You're not going to do the revolution then? I don't. Yeah, no, well, I, I think, well, it depends on how I'm feeling. Yeah. I like uh, I like warm milk as a traditional Antifa drink. Well, I got uh, the soy thing with holy shit. Every one of these motherfuckers is obsessed with soy. Uh, and they're all yelling at me about how I, I take soy. And well, well you've written about how, how soy has now replaced cuck as the, the insult du jour on the on the right wing, right? Yeah, yeah. So for the past couple months, they've gotten really into calling people soy boys. Hell yeah! And this idea that like eating too much soy like <laughs> feminizes you. I mean, there, there's obviously like a lot of like psychosexual things going on, uh, like all over the place here. But like they call each other soy boys. It's actually more of like an inner right thing. Like Mike Cernovich called yeah. like Richard Spencer's people soy boys. And there's a lot of like I can smell the soy from here. Didn't that didn't that start with Michael Mason? Yeah, Michael Mason that was started that. Insult. Michael Mason started, this is your brain on soy. You're not talking to a man, you're talking to soy. And like 4chan people love that guy uh, correctly because he's cool and correct about everything. <laughs> and they just started using soy as an insult. And I guess that f- trickled up to uh, people like Cernovich. That's my guess, right? What, what was your etymology, Will? Uh, yeah, so like it seems to like be popular on like million dollar extreme, like Sam Hyde, like some of the white nationalists claim they were like the first ones to start doing it. But yeah, I I know Michael Mason has waded in here and sort of uh, laid claim to this, so that may be it. Will, what uh, what are the recommendations? How how should our listeners prep for November fourth? What are what are the tubers saying? Well, wait, wait, wait. Are you referring to our listeners that are going to go out and kill people or those that would like to stay at home and defend <laughs> the, their families the, from the other ones? The soy boys who are going to stay home drinking milk but obviously want to be prepared. Okay. Exactly. So, like, uh, more recently, like, like uh, these prep videos do, like, pretty good numbers on YouTube. So, so like, people love making them. And a lot of times it, it's like, okay, you got to get your ammo, obviously. Like, you know, get your guns out. This one guy like really went long on. He's like, if you have a knife, that's not going to be enough because you got to get too close. Uh, here's the thing. And so I mean, like, they're really like, like, how do we kill these people? And like water, all that stuff. So uh, there's like a lot of videos of guys kind of like driving on highways telling you how to protect yourself. 
Well, yeah, because in some of the stuff I've seen uh, where they're trying to make a case that Antifa is genuinely a threat to order, the thing they keep coming back on is, well, they block traffic. Oh yeah, my I, I, God, there's that like literally traffic. one thing in LA that got like 10 people they were able to get to do it and it was like already it was like a traffic jam so they just kind of waited in and you would think and, and, and perhaps like I, I know like Republicans feel very strongly about cars and what have you I mean like this is just like the ultimate affront yeah, yeah. I, I just <clears throat> so Will um, in, in, in thinking about like the, the, this whole mythology around November 4th and this whole freak out and this idea that something big is going to happen on November 4th. I was thinking back to like the Obama administration and I remember, as I'm sure you do, remember during then there was a couple things that went down that, like, that, that got really big in the same precincts on the right, on, on YouTube right and angry Facebook dad right wing groups. This idea that, you remember it was like there was one where like uh Every trucker in America was going to shut down yeah. Washington, D.C.? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, obviously, that didn't happen. And <laughs> I'm still shocked that didn't happen. No, it I mean, did happen. The liberal media didn't report on it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's when Donald Trump was first inspired to run for president. Wasn't well, the idea to just drive around the Beltway really slow? Yeah. Or just under they, the speed limit? <laughs> well, yeah, I, they were going to blockade D.C. in protest of, like, Obamacare. There, there, was, there was another guy, that, like, there was the American Spring, and they were going to, like, a, a million patriots were going to come to D.C. and, like, shut down the government. And there was these similar events like that, which were, you know, on the day of uh, rather lackluster. And it occurred to me that they're in a much better position now uh, that they can get themselves scared about something that's going to happen to them rather than something that involves them going out to do something, right? Because when Saturday rolls around and basically nothing happens, I mean, knock on wood, I, you know, maybe I, I'm, I'm terrified that, you know, a couple of people may accidentally shoot the mailman or something like that. Or if hilariously they shoot each other because some of them, I've seen memes of people saying, these Antifa are going to dress up like Trump supporters so that people will oh my not God. know who's are you doing serious? the riots. Yeah, yeah. They, they have they have an image that's like, let's dr- dress up as cops and like MAGA people. Oh my God. So this oh could be something oh no. genuinely hilarious. And they're, they're doing that so the police don't know which one to shoot oh, with the Jesus implication Christ. that the police will just open fire on anyone <laughs> oh you know, what if, wearing a turtleneck. What if Bill Mitchell just fucking shows up with a chopper like M249SAW and just fucking mercs like 30 cops? He walks into the precinct like the fucking Terminator. While yelling, Blue Lives Matter. (laughs) He's he's in there and he's like, Mr. Trump would frankly approve of what I'm doing. But Will, I mean, Will, my point is that I think this is a really good position that they're in because they can freak themselves out and have a lot of fun believing in something stupid. But when nothing ever happens, they can congratulate themselves for frightening off the antifas well, prophecy with their, fails with video. their with their memes and videos and 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 guns and things like that. They'll be like, "Yeah, damn right, nothing happened on November 4th. They got the message. They saw our memes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Saw I, memes. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, kind of like in the Obama administration, we saw a similar thing with like Jade Helm. You know, they, yes. they were gonna yes. they were gonna take over Texas, and obviously the the Texas government bravely held them off. Uh, and so, you know, and we've seen this kind of on a smaller scale, like in Houston, the, one of these fake Antifa groups uh, on Facebook said, you know, well, we're, we're going to tear down the Sam Houston statue. 
and all of the Oath Keepers showed up and all the Daily Stormer people. And, you know, they ended up fighting each other, but the Antifa never showed up because it was all fake. Then the advantage being, and this is also like base stick man loves doing this out in Berkeley. You can you can be like, ha, like those Antifa were going to do it. But like I, my, the, the, the power of my testosterone sort of scared hey, them off. Will, didn't a guy shoot himself by accident, either at the Sam Houston thing or at a different like non. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, that was the I think the Gettysburg one. There was like, uh, th- yeah, th- that's another example. Like Antifa was going to come and desecrate the graves. <laughs> That's another person being added to the Black Book of Communism, technically. <laughs> By the way, uh, this is breaking news. I'm still getting replies <laughs> to this tweet three days later. Uh, someone named uh, Skypuff at GM uh, says, you guys going to officially cement yourselves as a terrorist organization? And then the next tweet, and why November 4th? Waiting till the iPhone 10 comes out so you can loot them too? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. Well, we've talked about Antifa as, a, as like some abstract figure, but have any of these people like met someone they presume to be Antifa? Have they recorded interactions with Antifa? Now, I'm not saying at a protest, but just in their day-to-day lives. Uh, yeah, I mean, as best I can tell, and you know, a lot of these people do not seem to go out that much. Like, it, 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 they've not really interacted with Antifa as as we've seen at like kind of the big showdowns, like Charlottesville. Like, there's not a whole ton of Antifa people to begin with. Uh, you know, there, there's, this is sort of a uh, this idea. I think that they have a much broader idea, and also, I, I don't think they realize that the revolutionary communists are not really Antifa. I mean, the the actual sort of Antifa groups have uh, have really stressed that they're not involved in this. They have not acknowledged the supreme wisdom and universal leadership of Chairman Bob of <laughs> exactly. as we obviously recognize we on this show. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny you bring up Bob Avakian. I think. Uh, they probably have more in common with him than they imagine. I think they would be a fan of his Empty the Cities platform. <laughs> but, uh, but Will, uh, I guess like the larger issue is how like Antifa has in a relatively short amount of time become the primary boogeyman for the right. And I see in a lot of these responses, uh, one of their big things is that they really want the government to declare Antifa as an official terrorist organization. Yeah, that's right. I mean, like they're like really thirsty for like like the government's way in here and and the reason is like you know there was this kind of like sketchy report that the FBI had once called Antifa a terrorist organization and you know i mean we'll see that now cited like until the end of time like what they like to do is like they'll be like okay it's like november 4th antifa's coming and like their proof is that like you know some congressman said antifa's bad and so like yeah they're they're very hyped on you know getting antifa or black lives matter declared as terrorist groups well getting antifa declared a a terrorist group would be woke because we never see white people get called. Terrorists. Oh my God. That's yeah. That's literally what people have been asking. For so if, in we, all those if, viral we turn, if we turn Antifa into a terrorist group and they just send them all to Guantanamo, that would be the kind of equal treatment that we've been looking for. Stop. Stop taking these black block kids to Burger King after they murder a family of Christians. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I you know, again, I don't know what, what, what more we can say about uh, November 4th other than it's going to be lit, fam. Hell yeah. <laughs> Get ready. It's going to be awesome. Get your canisters. But, uh, I mean, overall, I just think it's interesting because it's part and parcel of uh, this. This It rhymes with so much of the mythology on the right. Like we said, it's fun to pretend to believe in these things. Uh, it gives you a chance to justify all the guns and paranoia that uh, you know under underlie so much other stuff. But I think it just it's it's the pleasure of imagining that 
you're taking part in a war or some kind of violent struggle without altering your life in any perceivable way. But it just it also allows you to pretend that you're a soldier in a conflict while being afraid of everyone all the time and just a huge coward. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think those are good points. I mean, certainly it's like more fun to, you know, feel like you're a member of the uh, the Wolverines. And, uh, you know, additionally, like there's kind of this this effort to, you know, I mean, so Republicans control government. So that's not so, so much fun because they're not getting anything done. And so we've seen like a focus on like free speech and like can Ben Shapiro speak at this college and stuff like that to kind of occupy the uh, the MAGA folks in the meantime. Uh, you brought up college. Uh, mo- I, wa- I want to move on from uh, November 4th to a few other uh, just sort of right wing uh, news and media figure tid- tidbits of, from this week. I know this is your this is your beat and you, and you cover yes. it, like you said, on the, the newsletter, Right Richter, which uh, everyone should subscribe to. Um, the first thing I want to talk about, uh, our boy, our, you know, my personal mentor and spiritual guru, uh, Mike uh, Thernovich was uh, at Columbia this week. How did that go? Oh yeah. So well, actually, you know, in terms of hoaxes, it went pretty pretty well. I mean, Mike's speech, I think, was not exactly uh, the best Columbia has ever seen. It's uh, I, I don't think Mike has a great reputation as sort of a an order. He's no uh, Ahmadinejad, you know. <laughs> but you know, he he did his thing. But sort of meanwhile, uh, there were there were some kind of like left wing folks outside protesting, and suddenly. Mike and his friend Jack Posobiec, I, I think uh, Jack Prilosek, as you know, Chapel <laughs> listeners may know him. Suddenly, they had pictures of Antifa holding up a Nambla sign. The, the it said it said what was it? It was like no, no pedo bashing. No pedo bashing. <laughs> uh, we, we that was a to- we were, didn't say that at the same time because that phrase has been engraved in our head at all. At all, it was a coincidence. No, we yeah. read anything into that. <laughs> well, no, I mean like. To be fair, like DSA did vote on the pro pedophilia motion the, at the convention. Like, you we were there. We were there. You introduced yeah. that, if I recall. I did. Yeah. So, like, we know, like, these guys are like really into like accusing people of being pedophiles and what have you. I mean, Pizza Silver Gate, obviously, classically. Uh, and so these, but the thing is, so so Mike Cernovich and Jack put this thing out, and of course, it's quickly picked up by like Paul Joseph Watson, and they're like, "Man, can you believe it? Like, these Antifa guys are also pedophiles, as we've been saying all along." And so, but like the thing is, Jack Posobiec has like a reputation as for doing fake banners. Uh, you know, he had the, the rape Melania he one allegedly had this rape Melania sign at an anti-Trump protest, and he's done this like a lot. And, and so, the, it, 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 it comes out that someone basically handed the Antifa types this banner, and then they unfurled it and they said, "Oh no!" And so, by the end of the day, it was clearly a hoax. Paul Joseph Watson was like, who cares if it's true? Well, but that's right. so funny. Right. That's what's that's what's great about prison. Paul's reaction to this is because like when I started seeing th- this thing cropping up, it was so clear that like they they wanted people to believe this so badly. You know, they wanted it to be true so badly. And the, and Paul Joseph Watson was like, this is the coffin nail of the left. They're openly supporting pedophilia now. And they were just trying to share this image and just just get it out there. But nobody fucking believed it. And I believe there was even video that like just basically of them putting the sign down once they realized what it yeah, was. Yeah, there's there as soon as it came out, there was another video of people seeing what the sign was and telling the people who handed it to them to fuck off so they couldn't stand out. So it. then within six hours, Prison Paul goes from being like, this, this is the final triumph of us over the terrible pedophilia left to going, 
who cares if it's real or not? It's so damn funny, which is <laughs> which is great because Prison Paul has literally never said or done anything funny ever in his life. So well, there was that time he said he like eats soap or like eats old books. He eats books. Yeah, he has like oh, yeah. was it Pica? Oh, oh, you thought? Wait a minute. Just because I told a media person that I eat books. You believe me? <laughs> no, sir. I have trolled you successfully by lying about my, eating books. My favorite thing with Prison Paul was you remember when that like historian like uh, argued with him about uh, Paul freaking out about there being black Romans and that BBC thing. Yeah, and Paul Paul was like. I mean, the guy just did destroy Prison Paul and thing because Prison Paul doesn't know fucking anything. And Paul went, oh, you've stepped right into my trap. I'm going to make a video about you. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to say he's triggered? Like, he has no move beyond saying that you're triggered or lying and then being like, you've been trolled by the master. Oh, now I'm going to webcam about you. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, my favorite person. I'm, I'm going to behave like Clarissa explains it all, but racist. <laughs> you have no counter. My favorite prison poll moment, I think, was when he said cyberbullying affects him the most because he never leaves his house. <laughs> yeah, he said, yeah, exactly. He said he's like most able to be like targeted by like left wing terrorists because he's always at home. so that was uh jack prilosek and mike cernovich i mean that was their attempt to uh do their pedophilia thing again i i I think that's wearing thin there's probably going to be diminishing returns on the pedophilia thing in the future they should use it they should like do everyone a favor they shouldn't do this petty partisan shit they should unleash it on like an enemy a common enemy we can all agree on we're once and for all gonna defeat isis by mike cernovich calling them pedophiles (laughs) I mean, the thing is, like, the the pedophile accusation, like, sort of does pretty well with, like, their, like, the the people who have, like, five followers that are, like, really into them. Because what they do is they'll, like, Mike Cernovich, like, quote tweeted me when I said, like, this is obviously a hoax. And people said, hmm, sounds like you're a pedophile as well. (laughs) Uh, I knew a pedophile would say that. (laughs) Would would point out that Jack Prilosek makes fake signs. The pedophiles love identifying that. You know, it, it it occurs to me that if we do see some sort of resurgent socialism in America, that one of the ways that reactions could sort of uh, blunt that would be by imposing a strategy of tension the way that the crypto fascists did in Italy in the 1970s. Hashtag uh, D- Operation Gladio. Hashtag Domestic P2, Gladio. Uh, hash, hashtag P2 Masonic Lodge. Uh, hashtag Bologna train station uh, bombing, where they had these 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 uh, basically fascist groups doing terror attacks that were then blamed on uh, left wing groups like the Red Brigade, literal false flags, and that's that's basically been proven to have happened. Then, how fucking easy would it be in this environment of just total paranoia? To dress up as black block and do some murders and make everyone shit themselves. Um, then we have to dress up like them and we kill people. <laughs> You're just you you posed a problem with a very obvious solution and then acted like it wasn't there. The other uh, the other bit of uh, right wing news I want to uh, get to before the show's over is uh, this is like a very breaking right wing news. Uh, Obviously, yesterday there was a like a terrorist, a truck attack on the West Side Highway, mm-hmm. uh, and I want to talk about uh, Laura Loomer. 
has been doing. She's been breaking real stories today. Will. God, she's been doing so much journalism. She's yeah. been doing real journalism. She's today. getting a Pulitzer. She's getting yeah. a Pulitzer for her work today. Uh, it's amazing that she put. Uh, she had to put a bookmark in the Vegas investigation. So yeah, like I mean, so Laura Loomer, uh, folks may remember her as the uh, the the lady who uh, you know yelled at the Julius Caesar thing with Jack Posobiec saying, you know, you're all Goebbels and, and what have <laughs> you. So gerbils. she's kind of like. Uh, got a career now she went out to las vegas and got kicked out of like countless casinos because she was citizen journalism and then (laughs) and yeah and so now she's in new york and she's saying like taking pictures of like muslim women in hijabs walking like near the site of this terror attack clearly just walking and she's saying like disgusting how the muslims are like throwing it in our faces well what's hilarious about that uh virgil as you pointed out is that she's like you know they're everywhere like they're they're assaulting us on the street by you know walking on it her entire conception of journalism is just periscoping in a public space, screaming at, ran- at strangers. Yeah, that's what Asher Langdon. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I guess to her, like, uh, yeah, Muslims just walking around is Sharia law. It's like the caliphate being imposed. It's the Rashi dunes crashing into Iberia. But I guess her, her, uh, just her doing her thing is Zionism. Then, well, when she, what I liked uh, about her exemplary Las Vegas reporting was she would like get kicked out of these meetings. She would like go to the, you know, go to the police station, demand all to see all the evidence yeah. <laughs> and they would tell her to fuck off. Ventura's method. And then she would make videos like Vegas police refuse to answer questions. What are they hiding? And I guess she's got a fan base that just eats this shit up. I'm, um, is there that much of a fan base? Because with her, it's like, she's, I mean, Cernovich and guys like that, like they established their following among like Pepe's. And then when the Pepe's moved more towards like Richard Spencer type stuff, Cernovich types like retained the strong boomer audience. And that's why Cernovich can like still do his thing. But like Loomer, like the late in the game people, they never had that Pepe audience. And like now if you're like a racist 19 year old, you're not you're not going for the cut for the like shit that's been stepped on, which is like Loomer and like, they're still very racist, but not as pure as like NPI type shit. She appeals to like older Infowars type people. Those are the people I see replying to her tweets. And today she, I, I, I assumed she was from Canada because she wrote for Rebel or something like yeah, that. She's is this her first she, time in New York or second time in New York? Well, she or says something? she's American, but yeah, she worked for the Rebel. And she famously said she, that she got fired from the Rebel for chasing Hillary Clinton around and yelling at her. What that deserves a promotion. Yeah, right. can, can we, we hire an, another fired for truth? Yeah. What? <laughs> can we? we uh, can. Laura Loomer is sort of like a, a tragic character in a way, like yeah. as Felix said, because she sort of kind of came to this late. Uh, like the alt right guys don't like her. I think in part because she's Jewish. Uh, it, it, and then more recently, sort of the alt light types like your Lauren Southerns, your Cassandra Fairbanks have kind of turned on her as well. And so there's like a lot of like Daddy. internal, like far right gossip about her. And uh, so I, I think this is like her new pivot is like really hating Muslims. Yeah. Lauren yeah. Southern called her the Harvey Weinstein, like the female Harvey <laughs> Weinstein, which is 
raises a lot of questions. Uh, too many honestly. questions. I, I think my favorite Lord's, uh, Laura Loomer thing today was she said she was late to a press conference about the terrorism because she wouldn't take an Uber or a Lyft that was driven by a Muslim. <laughs> yeah, that's see, that's that's what I and, noticed. And, and now and now speaking of breaking news, she has officially been banned from Uber. So, <laughs> uh, well, that is like that is like in Goodfellas when Henry uh, like he he uh, goes to court for the first time. That's the right wing equivalent of that when you get banned from uber for being racist you popped a cherry laura <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't call a car because you were too racist so whatever whatever chud followers replied said you know uh government should open up an investigation of uber and it's like for what there be muslim taxi drivers in new york yeah <laughs> I, I mean you do i always did wonder when i when i called an uber and a lyft what the little crescent next to the names was and now i know <laughs> I thought it was weird how they asked my religion and I had to pay a 10% zakat when <laughs> yeah, I told them. Yeah, it's weird how whenever you order a lift and your name is in triple parentheses. Yeah, well, I added that. I think it's fair to <laughs> warn people. Uh, I, the thing I noticed with Loomer and Prilosec is that their sensibility is very... I was reminiscing about teacots yesterday. I was thinking about my favorite old teacot, Minister Cage who is this enormous dumbass who would make memes where he's standing in like a, like a sort of NBA draft day suit with like 18 buttons. And it's like, I was, I was a Democrat, uh, but I was illiterate. And then when I learned how to read, I became a Republican. Like that's literally one of them. And their in-house style was like very, it was centered around pure panic. It was like, you know, the Jade Helm or FEMA camps or blah, blah, blah. And Loomer's thing it's more in that vein of like just sheer immediate uh, like week long panics like that Vegas was a fucking false flag or that, you know, whatever is being hidden in New York. Whereas like the her counterparts on the far right, like the Lauren Southerns and types like that, it's about it's more because all those like teacup things. They speak to existential dread of the teacots, but they can never vo directly vocalize their existential dread because their their imaginations are very small and they're afraid to directly admit it. They're very indirect people. But the alt-right people or the alt-light people, they will directly say it's an existential struggle, and that's why they have a bigger, younger audience. Well, what's interesting to me about Loomer is that, you know, she, she does have an audience, but all of her scoops or stories or, or beliefs even are just driven by personal, just things that happen to her, just personal insults. Yeah, like she's like the Carrie Bradshaw of racism. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's because... That's because Cernovich was at Columbia, to, what, home to the most prestigious journalism school in, in America, to talk about alternative media and alternative journalism. And what that means is sitting in your fucking basement yelling into a periscope about how everyone's a pedophile. Not your there's basement, no, your wife's there's parents' There's no basement. journalism, and there's no, there's no journalism involved in it. There is no seeking of truth. And that's what's so... That's the real evidence against the entire mindset of this alt-right to want to defend civilization. There their version of civilization is basically the shittiest versions of everything. The <laughs> shittiest movies, the shittiest film, uh, uh, literature, the shittiest memes, and a version of journalism that's just a sweaty asshole uh, in a fucking Aeron chair uh, uh, just making up fucking bullshit. I can't wait until there is the Mike Cernovich School of Periscope. At, School at of authentic periscoping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the thing is, like, these people genuinely believe that we're being ruled by this cabal of globalists with this nefarious plan for us all. 
And they're also at the same time assuring their audience that the people who are going to get to the bottom of it are people who never leave their homes and have no contact with any sources within government. How the fuck is that? I mean, I know Cernovich claims that he's got sources, uh, but I mean, he's I don't think he's ever had any scoop that didn't come out in another thing like five minutes later. He's never had any any uh, information that was that was a exclusive to him because he doesn't fucking do anything. They don't do anything. And it just shows how the Internet has just turned these people's brains into fucking poached eggs that they can see that. and think, Yeah, that's like that, that's basically Woodward and Bernstein. Sort of the the great Laura Loomer project that never happened was <clears throat> Chuck Johnson had planned to send her to Puerto Rico oh after my the hurricane God. and like <laughs> great. you know it, Las Vegas sort of diverted that but I mean that that would have been something what to was see he, what her, was she going to do there very confrontational thing with these people recovering from the hurricane but what so was she, she going conf- to own people who didn't have fucking fresh water no, she was going to prove that it's a false flag <laughs> she like I know exactly what she would have done she would have like found puerto ricans with like iphones and been like oh it's a disaster like that's their type of thing yeah but, yeah i mean hopefully hopefully uh i don't know maybe maybe we could get echoes of 1947 in in congress if she went but it was never gonna happen all right uh last but not least before we wrap up uh will i do want to ask you about uh one la- i mean this is not a bit of right-wing news but this is a uh, sort of some characters that we've mentioned before on the show, and I want to ask you, uh, what is up with the Proud Boys recently? Is there any is there any Proud Boy news as of late, I, guys? I, I, there's there's like so much Proud Boy drama. Oh. So like basically, the the West Coast Proud Boys are like like collapsing. Base stick man is uh, uh, allegedly attempted to gouge a guy's eyes out. A former <laughs> Proud Boy. It, it, basically, this whole thing culminated with basically the Proud Boys are kind of on the skids. This all culminated with these rival Proud Boy factions. One of them held a Benghazi remembrance on the beach. Base Stickman <laughs> and his squad showed up. There was like a near brawl. The cops stopped it. So that's kind of where the Proud Boys are at right now. It's not a good. Why did Base Stickman want to stop the tribute to Benghazi? Well, just he really hates this like former Proud Boy. But like, yeah, you would think. I mean, it, it's it's not a great look. And isn't there isn't there a big rumor now that Base Stickman is a Fed? Yeah, that, that, Ooh, yeah, that's right, Matt. So like the big the big accusation sort of all over the far right, you know, whether it's white nationalists, whether it's your alt like civic nationalists, anyone you don't like and especially anyone who like embarrasses the cause is a fed. So like when Jack Posobiec goes out to like Seattle to like march three people around a Lenin statue, people are like he's a fed. He's like a psyop. Same thing like with base stick man is that he's facing like some serious charges for the in, from the incident that sort of earned him his moniker, this brawl. And so, you know, there are accusations that the government's like going light on him because he's a Fed who's like disrupting this sort of like West Coast Proud Boys Sons of Anarchy. Wow, uh, people, people uh, on the fringes of politics getting paranoid and accusing each other of being police officers—that's weird. Oh um, I can't wait till there's far right Red Kahina and Phil Greaves. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's basically like basic man versus Gavin McGinnis. Well, Will, here, oh, what man, I, what I how ask, do I pick? <laughs> what I want to ask you guys. is, uh, where is Gavin all this and? How much does Gavin just wish that he could move on to the next marketing opportunity? Oh, like, I think, like, very much so. I mean, like, basically from the beginning, Gavin McGinnis has been very, like, unhappy about the Proud Boys existing, like, even though he created them. Like, I started looking at this stuff in February, which is, like, way before, like, like kind of the summer of all these protests and what have you. 
And already, like the Proud Boys on Reddit were like, Gavin doesn't care about us. All this, you know, they were very delirious. Proud Boys, disappointed and, dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and so there's a lot of like, you know, now after in the aftermath of Charlottesville, which, you know, there weren't a lot of Proud Boys at, but of course the organizer was trying to be, claimed to be a Proud Boy. And so in the aftermath of that, there's a lot of like, hey, we're a drinking club or whatever. And then, you know, I, I got in kind of an argument with him about the Proud Boys rules, which stated all this stuff about white guilt. And then he went in <laughs> and deleted all that rule. And he also got rid of the rule that you can't wear uh, flip flops. So you're welcome, Proud Boys. Fuck, I'm wearing flip flops right now. No, no, no. You <laughs> get off. Get no, you, off. You, you, no, Will got that taken out. You can be in the oh, Proud Boys. You're still in. You're okay. still in. Yeah, yeah, you're still a, a third degree Proud Boy as long as yeah. you abide by. I haven't no got my tattoo yet, Will. I'm actually in the Proud Boy reserves. <laughs> it's bullshit. They dri- yeah, I signed. The, the I signed up so like I could a go to cross switchblade and a lipstick. <laughs> yeah. I signed up so I could just get get on the Proud Boy GI Bill and go to Proud Boy University <laughs> to learn all the serial names, but they were called my unit. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, Will, uh, I want to thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, the yeah, newsle- thank you, Will. The newsletter is Right Richter. We will have uh, a link in the show's description. Uh, will, thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. And uh, before we sign off for oh, this week, that's right. we, got, we got some plugs We to have do. three plugs. Felix, plug number one. All right. So my sister, Lucy, if you fuck with poetry at all, uh, please pick Hell up. Hell yeah. Bra- yeah. Bra- 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 Real poetry. <laughs> Hamilton, uh, my sister's uh, my sister's book, Walmart Book of the Dead. It's excellent. My sister is the uh, best writer in our fa- second best writer in my family. In our family, could never have the ability to write for Deadspin as I have multiple times, but second's pretty good. So fucking Royal Tannenbaum's ass family you got over there. No, it's not bunch of bunch of bunch of precious artists. No, we're kind of salt of the earth. The only, Our dad to, was a simple lawyer. Yeah, sure. Our if mom you, was yeah, a, in, in humble Hyde Park. Yes. If you want to see my classic blue collar South Side. If you want to see Park. my sister's writings, see her Facebook page where she denounces fake friends. So, <laughs> well, that's what my sister's book is actually. Like. It is experimental poetry about fake friends. Walmart Book of the Dead by Lucy Biederman. Lucy Biederman. The best Biederman. You're soon to be your new favorite Biederman. No, not going to happen, actually. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be me. It's my experimental poetry, also better than my sister's. You guys have seen it. Your slam poetry. My slam poetry. No, really, though. It is excellent. Lucy is the best writer that I know. And if you like poetry at all, you will love it. Uh, Link for that, also in the show information. And then uh, two quick hits here. Uh, You may have seen it uh, on on our feeds. But the full video, the live Street Fight Chapo live and from beyond at Littlefield, our official Halloween special video is up now. You can get it through Street Fight. We will also put uh, a link there. Uh, please check that out. I thought it was honestly our best live show maybe we've ever done. I had so much fun doing that with Brett and Brian. Please check it out if you get a chance. Uh, we will put the link for that. And also, if you would like to see us again live, we will be doing a second show at Brooklyn Podfest. That is, tickets are still available for that. Link also in the show description. But please check that out as well. Uh, Street Fight, Chapo Live at Littlefield. And then later this month at Bell House in Brooklyn, Chapo, Brooklyn Podfest. Second show, still not sold out. Come and see it. Come and see. We... we uh we are going to uh, make the entire audience proud, boys. 
We're going to do it. We're all going to punch each other in the guts and recite as many breakfast cereals as we can. And then once again, Will Summer, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Will. Cheers, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.